It is the last Sunday of the church year. We have journeyed together through a plethora of stories, but it always ends up here, on a hill, by a cross, and a saviour who has given everything. Here is the reigning Christ, the saviour king, broken on a tree between two joking criminals. The throne of God's own, and it is here we gather and wonder, how is this the reign of Christ? Hello, I'm Roddy Hamilton, the Minister of New Kilpatrick Parish, and again, thank you for letting us join you in worship today. This is a, a Sunday with a name, Christ the King first invented by the Pope in the 1920s to contrast the rapid secularisation of society. We will speak of it through its more contemporary name, for it has changed to Reign of Christ, a less authoritarian title perhaps, yet still with its problems. However, the reading we have on this Sunday each year sits in vivid contrast with what we would typically understand as reigning and kingship. So we gather in the juxtaposition of God and the world, our language and the kingdoms, and meet a God unfamiliar to the one we once met and described in ways that contrast with the world. Let us worship. Loving God, maybe pause and find time to meet, to let go that which distracts us and seek the love we need to hold us, comfort us, call us again. May we pause and find wonder again, shared in a love that is everything. Take a breath in the grace that is given to each one of us unconditionally and rest in a presence beyond every other presence, safely, honestly, generously. Loving God, we meet in your universal story of salvation, of inviting us through into the generosity of life, into your community of grace, your company found between us all. And together as we are, together with everything we carry, we meet and pray and say together, our Father, who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen.
by way of some background, there are always subtle things going on in passages such as this. It's the story of Jesus' crucifixion, not what you'd expect on this Sunday, on the cusp of Advent. But here we are, given a passage at the end of the church year, because traditionally the, the church year begins with Advent, a story that is about the end. <laughs> we don't even have a resurrection passage. At the end of the year ends with Jesus' end. And it's more than that. It's not just the end of Jesus physically, but the way the story is told, it attempts to bring to an end the idea of Jesus too. The sign over the cross, here is King of the Jews. And the words one of the criminals beside him says, if you are Messiah, save yourself. The idea is to suggest all the hopes of the crowd that they had put on Jesus had now come to an end. The whole idea of Jesus was finished on that cross. A line was drawn that no one could cross. Except. Except. We, well, we, we don't actually come to that part of the story. In fact, the story begins again next week. So in many ways, this is part one. Next week, part two. We're meant to imagine everything ends and are left asking, where is the good news? Come back next week and find out. The passage is from Luke, chapter 23, verses 33 to 43. When they came to the place that is called the skull, they crucified Jesus there with the criminals, one on his right and one on his left. And then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they cast lots to divide his clothing. And the people stood by watching but the leaders scoffed at him, saying, He saved others. Let him save himself if he is the Messiah of God, his chosen one. The soldiers also mocked him, coming up and offering him sour wine and saying, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was also an inscription over him. This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who were hanged there kept deriding him and saying, Are you not the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other rebuked him, saying, Do, do you not fear God? Since you are under the same sentence of condemnation, and we indeed have been condemned justly, for we are getting what we deserve for our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus replied, truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. There are many pretenders in the world, many who seek power, who seek opportunity to lead and we need leaders of course we do we've seen many recently maneuver to be in the right place at the right time 
to have power. And good luck to them. Thank goodness some still have a genuine pursuit of justice and equality and making the world a better place. It's something I could not do. I wouldn't know where to start, so I'm hardly in a place to criticise. Though I do, we, we all do, out of frustration, simply being overwhelmed by the task that it is to be a leader in a very complicated and a very fickle world. And then we have this Sunday, Reign of Christ. A peculiar Sunday, if you ask me. It implies power, authority, leadership, the things we are cynical of at the moment. The issue is, Reign of Christ feels just another way to speak about power, to establish authority, as if Jesus has a desire to rule rather than to serve. Because the story we offer today speaks into the idea of power, but in a counterintuitive way. And it is summed up in one line. The line that has one of the crooks crucified with Jesus call out, If you are the Son of God, save yourself and us. If you are the Son of God. Well, if he is... He could, but he hasn't. So who is he? My head is now full of doubt. Maybe he's not. <laughs> that tiny word, if. So what kind of saviour is he if he cannot save himself? And now we're all struggling with reason and logic. It gets us thinking and doubting, none of which is bad, but we start trying to work out why, reason with the story, work out some logic why Jesus does not save himself. Indeed, what kind of Messiah is he? And subtly and dangerously, our whole way of believing begins to feel less secure. Now, instead of relating to Jesus, we begin to reason with him. Instead of using our hearts, we start using only our minds. We move from love to logic and we've shifted how we relate to him. And we end up trying to justify Jesus, trying to make excuses. And is this where we end up in our faith? Arguing our case for Jesus rather than just following him. If Jesus really is the Son of God, why doesn't he save himself? It suddenly becomes an urgent question. What does it mean to believe in a saviour who doesn't save himself? My head is spinning in all sorts of directions. What if I can't argue my way out of this one? What will my colleagues say? They'll be laughing all the way to heaven with the answers and leave me behind, not fit because I failed to argue my case, reason with the world, win the argument for Jesus. Let's just stop and pause and take a breath. Salvation is not an argument. Redemption is not a set of beliefs. It's not even a one-time event on that cross. It's a relationship. The relationship we have is about a loving commitment, not a logical conviction. 
We persist in relationships, not because they are logical and reasonable, but because we are committed to creative bonds that ground everything important within other people. The salvation of Jesus is not about a saviour who can climb down off a cross. The salvation of Jesus is about a relationship that endures, survives and persists through all circumstances, including that cross. And there is the model of leadership this Sunday might offer the world. One based not on miracles or logic or argument, but one based in relationship. One not by reason, but by grace. Thank you for letting us join you today in worship. Thank you for joining us in this electronic way in the podcast or on the phone line. It's always good to have that extended community. And that community stretched not just in Bears Den, but around the world in, in many instances. So welcome. Thank you. Our activities are still centred in the church face-to-face um, and all those activities can be found on our website at nkchurch.org.uk or in the bulletin, which can be posted or emailed to you to keep up to date with everything that's happening. Warm spaces, and cosy coffee, etc., crafts for Christmas, these are all coming together to just come along to the church. Uh, keep warm while we're there and give you some activities to do and we can just create community. Uh, doing lots of uh, creative things together. So more information about all of that and some other things we're trying as well. We're also um, continuing with Coffee Pot on a Friday at 10 o'clock. We have the midweek service at 11 o'clock on a Wednesday, but come early and sit in uh, and keep yourself warm. Um, and we have um, the Guild and Sing Song and um, Daybreak and Sunday mornings. Service is at 10.30. You can see that on YouTube or listen to it on the podcast here. Um, and then in the evening, there's an evening service this week. It's just music and pausing and reflection and some time and space for us all to unwind. And then following that at 7.15, we have something different, which is our new youth group. So at all these different levels, please do come along and join with us if you can um, here in the podcast or uh, face-to-face in the church. But let's gather our concerns, our thoughts together and pray for each other. Let us pray. When you don't come down from the tree and you bear the pain and carry the burden, we know we can pray for the world that you know so well. On that cross, we know you bear the conflict of the world the hurts of Ukraine and Yemen, Syria and Afghanistan, shaped by an understanding of power that is not your own. On that cross, we know you bear the hunger of the world, from Somalia and Haiti to our own places of poverty and hunger, unable to fill tables with the basic needs for so many. On that cross, we know you bear the violence done to others because of gender, sexuality, culture, where folk hide themselves, trapped in a cycle they cannot escape, abused, lonely, afraid. 
on that cross. We know you bear the heart of creation where beauty and sustainability take second place to economy and wealth. A world not threatened by climate change, but a humanity that is. On that cross, we know you bear the folk we love deepest, family and friends, the sick and ill, those with physical or mental ill health, worried about the cost of living and the future. When you don't come down from that cross, we know you are with us, our companion in the world, and you carry us and our world in love and grace and hope. So be it. Amen. Now go in peace. And the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the common life of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. <laughs>